0: I know it can be kind of difficult to believe, but it is possible to really speak and sound like a native English speaker. I'm going to tell you in this episode why it might be a little bit difficult to understand some of these native speakers, though. You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to a special episode of the Living in English 365 podcast titled, Why It's Hard to Understand Natives in English. Paradigm English. Hey, welcome. I am Ashley Roan from ParadigmEnglish.com and this podcast, Living in English 365. If you're new here, I'm excited for you to be here if you have been here before hey welcome back before we get started make sure that you go ahead and join my facebook group of course it's free it's a public group you go we're going to interact i want to see your face and get to know you and just some of your language troubles and your language journey so this episode is a special episode and I want to look at why it's hard to understand natives, native speakers in English. Now, I have had a couple of other episodes about this time last year, I believe, June 2020. Uh, I think it was episodes 43, 44, 45, 46, yeah, around there. But those episodes looked at the same thing. But I got an email from iTalkie the other day, and these This email was titled, Why It's Hard to Understand Natives in French. And to be honest, I really just didn't like the suggestions. And I wanted to make very sure that you understand why you're having difficulties in English, like understanding a native speaker when they speak. As you all, as many of you all might know, I am a native speaker of English. I'm from the United States. In fact, I'm from Oklahoma. And I've been teaching Well, let's see, I've been teaching English since 2012, but really I started in 2004. So that was before some of you were born. (laughs) Yeah, I started when I was in high school. In this email that I got, the man, uh, the author, was just really saying like the reasons why people don't understand native um, speakers when they speak French is because, you know, you spent... It takes fifteen or sixteen years, and 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 his example to learn how to understand speaking, and that's a lie. It does not take that long. It takes that long if that's what you're doing. However, he did make a good point, in saying, um, going to class does not mean that you will learn to speak a language. It's absolutely true. Just going to class does not mean that you're going to speak. What you're doing is just going to class. Most classes. Uh, language classes in this world, unless you specifically take a speaking class or conversation uh, class, they're not going to improve your speaking because they have a lot of things that they are trying to improve. And speaking isn't usually, you know, the most important thing or becoming conversational and absolutely not fluent. That is never the case. That's why I created Fluency Academy. So Fluency Academy is something I created because um, I was kind of like upset that nobody had a course like this to help you go beyond this intermediate level and give you the tools that you need, the strategies and techniques and methods that you need, that information that they're not teaching in school. And you're not going to ever learn that in school. I'm I'm sorry to tell you. That's why I created this course. So I'll post a link below. I'm still um, creating a new section for this. So um, it's going to look different than you know the first fluency academy. but check below. there's a wait list that you can sign up for, and um, I'd be happy to have you there Let me tell you, um well, I did tell you a little bit. the guy said you need to be in class or you need to be um, having studied for fifteen or sixteen years, and he started around that time, and um He went to France and, you know, he was in a full immersion uh, program, basically, by being in France. Also, you do not have to study or go to a different country, especially like an English-speaking country, for example, the United States or Canada or uh, the United Kingdom. You don't have to go there to become fluent. That's a lie. Do you know why? Just because you are in that country does not mean that you are going to speak. You're going to be the same person that you were, more or less, wherever it is that you live now. You will be the same person. If you are shy and you're from, for example, Brazil, you're shy and you're from Sao Paulo, you'll still be shy when you come to New York City or you go to Colorado. You'll still be the same person unless you make yourself become a little bit different and go outside of your comfort zone or if you find a Uh, language partner that really will help you. Now, of course, that requires a lot of work, but um, there's two problems with what he said. Now, he does actually say that you don't, you know, you don't have to go overseas or go abroad, go live in another country. So if you don't have the money to do that, it's absolutely fine. You can become fluent where you are. Being fluent isn't dependent on a place. If you want to learn that culture and you want to be immersed in that culture and surrounded by people that um, are are part of that culture or, um, you know, speak that language. Then, of course, you know, that's your goal and, and have fun. Let me know how it goes. So let me tell you a little bit, um, just summarize a couple of other things. Listen, if you want to improve your speaking, you need to speak, period, period. That is what you have to do to improve your speaking. It's not a secret. Okay. I'm not selling a secret to this. You'll have to look somewhere else for that. If you want it to happen fast, it's not going to happen fast. If you want it to be easy, it's not going to be easy all the time. You have to put in work. You have to be somewhat motivated. Nobody can do that for you. So that guy isn't telling the truth. If you want to, um, you know, improve your speaking. I already have a podcast lesson about this how to practice by yourself. I've got so many about these actually. Um, you know, if you're thinking, well, I can just um, sleep and in my dreams I'll be able to learn English. No, you can't. Check out episode 53 to learn everything about that. If you look at episode 54 that I did, which is practice speaking English at home seven ways to save time and reach fluency, that's going to tell you seven ways that you can do it and if you go to my website paradigmenglish.com you'll be able to see the full list uh, the full list of um, ways that you can improve by yourself of course you can do a language exchange right now i'm working with a language partner to improve my french because i wasn't practicing i know i'm bad but i was not practicing so thank you to my french partner As many of you know, I am learning Turkish and um, my language teacher, I found her on italki. So, of course, you can go to italki, you can go to Verbling, you can go, let's see, there's HelloTalk, just be careful. Um, Some reasons that you are not understanding or you don't understand native speakers. Well, first of all, have you practiced your listening? Have you practiced not just with... um, YouTube videos or watching some TV series or whatever. I mean, like actual conversations with other people. Because when you watch these things online or in uh, your uh, TV, on your TV, well, you can change the playback speed. You can make it faster or you can make it slower. You can, um, you know, pause it and take a break or, you know, you can um, look at, Sometimes they have like the subtitles too. You can do these different things. And that is not what happens when you actually speak to someone, is it? There are no subtitles. There are only a couple of times that you're going to be able to say, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Please repeat, please repeat before you start to feel insecure and frustrated and upset. And the other person will be say, oh, all right, yeah, I'm I'm done talking. Yeah, It's only going to be so many times before your patience or the other person, person's patience uh, runs out, meaning it ends. So that's one thing. Maybe they don't speak clearly, so you don't understand them. Maybe the way that they speak is not what you learned. Listen, I have to be honest. What you learned in school is not how most people speak. If you speak like that to them, of course they will understand it, but they know the rules They know them. They don't have to necessarily learn them. And because they know them, they can change them. They can break them. Sorry, that's how it works. Um, In your language, you could very well do the same thing. I know in French, it's the same thing. You don't learn the way that people actually speak and how they speak to each other. It could also be maybe your teacher was kind of old and um, maybe he or she didn't actually know how people your age speak, it's totally possible. Um sometimes teachers are just out of the loop, as the phrase goes, or um which means they just don't know. Um they they're not part of the in crowd. They're not cool, basically. So um yeah, I, I wanted to to let that be known that just because you're listening to something like my podcast doesn't mean that if I was standing in front of you, you will be able to understand 100% of what I say. And also, that's the wrong goal. Even I don't understand 100% of what everybody says to me. Sometimes I'm on the phone and they're from some part of the country that I'm not familiar with the way that they speak and I don't understand. And I asked, I've asked, okay, what did you say? Could you repeat, please? please? And, um, you know, after only maybe two times, I'll say, all right, cool, no problem. I don't understand what they said. If I don't understand 100% of what people are saying, and I'm a native speaker, and I am a teacher who teaches people how to speak English, then why do you think that you will be able to? I'm not being mean here, but I want you to understand that you're being unrealistic and your um, expectations are way too high. You need to lower that expectation, and it will actually help your mental health, and that's actually what I care more about, which is why I'm doing this podcast, and it's a little bit um, you know, longer than than need be. So just understand that a lot of times the difficulty in understanding a native speaker is in the way that they combine words and sounds. And um you know, it's not necessarily you don't have enough vocabulary. You only need about four thousand maximum five thousand words in that language, the most frequently used words to be able to speak with them and understand them, at least 75, maybe even 100% of the words. English has you know, a couple million million words, and um, some languages have less, but English has a lot of words. You're not going to learn every single word. I don't know every single word. I have a master's in teaching English to speakers of other languages. I don't know every word in English, and I don't know any native speaker that does. So I just wanted to make this episode to encourage you and to remind you to set your expectations, uh, make them realistic. If you want to know some of the, like, the top 15 frequently used words and phrases, check out episode um, 29 or 30. If you want an easier way to learn some vocabulary, check out episode thirty-one that I've I've done. So I hope that this has helped you. Let me know what you think is the most difficult thing for you personally um, when when listening to and trying to understand native speakers of English. I'm very curious now. What do you think? And as always, make sure that you join me over on Facebook. Um, I've created a group just for you all. Um, Just for y'all in this podcast, and it's the Living in English 365 podcast. I'm Ashley Roan from the Living in English 365 podcast and ParadigmEnglish.com. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you next week. But guess what? Next week, I'm going to actually talk about a couple of other podcasts that you can use to improve your English. I'm also, okay, also i have like lots of information for you today. My next two-part series about how to stop freaking out or stressing when you talk on the phone. So part one is going to be a little bit about why is listening on the phone so hard and some uh, reasons you're having trouble. And then the second part is going to be about some things that you must do when listening on the phone. I'm Ashley Brown. See you next time. Bye for now.